I'm in the mood for a film. All right, that'd be the best thing I think for everybody. I'm more than happy to go in and analyze them. In fact, I'm looking forward to it. It's my job. If you are what I think you are, then you'll know when to listen, when to shut up, and... and when to pray. Welcome, everyone, and thank you for joining us today on Film Buys. We are going to be discussing RRR and going through what makes the movie great, and also we will be discussing the downsides of it. But all in all, the movie's great, and we are going to love sharing our opinions with you today. Yeah, so this episode went a bit out of hand, didn't it? Um, so once we started talking, we ended up analyzing every aspect of the movie. Uh, so this conversation went on for three hours, so we'll be releasing this in parts. Uh, so feel free to leave any comments on what you thought about the analysis. And overall, we're going to have even more to say about our. We spoke for three hours, but I don't think we covered everything, did we? No, we probably have no, more to say. Right? <laughs> Yes, yeah, yeah. that's a lot more. And even now, uh, thinking of it, I'm disappointed we missed a couple of bits. But like I said, that's a lot. And yeah. we're going to be doing this release in segments. So don't worry. If you don't find something that you've heard in the first segment, you will find it in other segments. So do stay with us and listen f- till the end. Yes. All right. Let's get into it. ఆర్డ్వర్వర్మాదిలాబాద్వచ్చినప్పుడు we both think is a wonderful movie it is a movie that from a you know historical point of view taking two characters making a fictional story and combining the two and then making an epic movie it's brilliant and the fact that the way it was brought about to combine those two freedom fighters on paper you think is ludicrous how can you mix the two but the way it was done the way it was portrayed i really like the way it came about and i think he's done a brilliant job here here could not agree more man could not agree more if you had told me about this movie just as a synopsis before the movie came out two freedom fighters in the 1920s take on the british raj yeah i would be like oh yeah that sounds terrible yeah that's, yeah, that's it, not it. on paper there's nothing about this movie should work but together is it's, it's it's beautiful man so yeah did you know about this movie before it came out were you in the hype because i was not because the movie was announced back in what 2019 yeah 2018 yeah and i followed every step of it man i followed every step of every announcement they made and everything even the when they revealed the motion posters even though oh, there wow. was nothing to it mm-hmm. i watched it and i'm like yeah it was just pretty much a silhouette man i'm like wow and then you see the posters of them you know first one was uh, junior ntr showing him and he was represented by water then it was uh yeah i'm see, i'm so glad i didn't man because yeah ramcharan with the fire i saw the motion yeah. posters after the movie came out i'm so glad i didn't because without any context that looks so cheesy but after i've seen the movie that 
that is brilliant. I absolutely love it. Because without the context of the storyline, the whole, oh, he's represented by fire, he's represented by water. I was like, yeah, okay. Uh, what, yeah, to, what to me, I was, I was just thinking of, okay, you're going down the silly route. To me, I don't know why, but you might not agree. I thought it was silly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just saw Deja Vu. Oh, this is Avatar. Yep, me too, man. Come on. Waterbender, Firebender, that's the first freaking thing I thought about. Yeah, exactly. Review. I'm going to talk about how much more similarities with the Avatar, the last Airbender there. <laughs> but yeah, at the beginning I was thinking, why? Why are we doing this? This is, this is terrible. But yeah, it works. It freaking works, man. Yeah, but it's just, again, the thing is, good thing you went in blind because you didn't have to see that. I was watching it. I was excited, but I was questioning it. Yeah. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? And I'm like, oh, I'm so want to see your movies because I respect the director and I think he has great vision and storytelling skills are brilliant. And he's, you know, the way he compiles everything together, I'm like, great. Because I saw Bahu Bali and I'm like, oh, yes, I want to watch it. And I've seen all these other movies. But when I was like, every single review, I was like, mm, I still want to watch it because I'm a big fan of the two actors. Well, I'm, I'm more of a big fan of Junior NTR than I am with Ram Charan. But I'm like, I've seen both your movies. I like them. I want to watch this movie because I'm, you know, them two coming together first time. I'm like, I want to watch it. But every step of the way is like, mm, it's cringe, cringe. Yeah. yeah faith. Yeah. I have faith. Dude, this is my dream situation of how I watched this movie. I didn't see a single trailer. I didn't know any hype about this movie. I didn't know either of the actors. I've literally never heard their names. Junior NTR and Ram Charan, they're brand new names to me. I've never heard of their names. Never seen their faces, dude. Never seen a poster. Literally never. They, I mean, I could not have gone into this movie more blind in my life. But the only person I knew in this movie is Raja Muli. That's it. Raja Muli is the only person I was aware of. And I don't, I can't say I loved Bahubali, but I was impressed by Bahubali. The first one was okay. I was like, yeah, interesting. Bit over the top, but sure, whatever. I'm going to go with it. The second one got a little, little bit better. But I think I just had issue with the fact that the direction was a bit all over the place, a little bit. Uh, yeah, see, like, I'm the opposite, bro. I preferred the first one to the second one. So the first one, okay, so, okay I'm, I'm going to go really geeky here, so I do apologize. But you yeah. know what the last action sequence is happening? In the beginning, the yeah. good guys are coming from left to right, and the bad guys are coming from right to left. Yeah. Awesome. That's how you do an action film. But throughout the action sequence, he kept crossing the line and switching the direction in which people were coming from. That's like mediocre, average student filmmaking mistakes that someone at this that level should not make. So I thought, okay, so he clearly does not give a shit about film language. He's just going for the emotion of the scene. He doesn't care that we're orientated. So for me, when, whenever you're showing an action sequence, it's very important for me to be rooted in the geography. At no point should I be confused, are those the bad guys? Are those the good guys? I was confused at least three or four shots. There was this one particular shot where people were retreating. And I think they were mm. supposed to be the bad guys retreating. And I thought that was the good guys retreating because they were going from left to right. I was like, what? And then I was like, oh, okay, he's just switched the camera angle. So things like that, I just thought Rajamuli did not care about. But obviously he does, because in Triple R, there is no confusion in geography whatsoever. He has done the action sequences so perfectly, he doesn't cross the line a single time. It's always clear who's the good guy, who's the bad guy, which direction everyone's coming from. And it's beautiful. He's completely, he's improved so much, dude. Bahubali yeah. was, um, how can I put this? It was an epic, emotional poem. If, that's, if Bahubali was a poem, RRR is a freaking opera. 
like he has changed it to a different level. He's like, okay, I'm playing on a bigger level now. And I understand why this is a bigger budget film because, you know, a lot has gone into it. But if you just showed two people like completely blind, if you showed them Bahubali and Triple R, they would say Bahubali is mm-hmm. a bigger budget, but clearly not. You can see that he took the more money and he spent it in the right places. I mean, you yes. talk about the CGI and all that stuff, but CGI is a subtle dude. If you look at the behind the scenes VFX breakdown, you will see he's used CGI so well. It's not very flashy. It's not like he used CGI all over the place. He well, used that's the right what I respect. Like, exactly. So whenever I see behind the scenes, uh, you know, I love movies and I love to watch how they made it. Yeah. I don't give a crap about the CGI where, oh, I made this monster from... No, the subtle CGI, like especially in Indian movies where you know they don't have high budget, you see the subtle CGI where they expand the building, they expand the location, exactly. they might change, uh, you know, our entire location by adding, you know, trees. Like, that's subtle and that's what yeah. I want to see because it enhances the story, but I don't know it's there. But exactly. when I watch like... Big, massive monsters and all that stuff. Yeah, you shouldn't really notice. You shouldn't notice the VFX. Like the yeah. famous example is the freaking what was that? Black Panther, the final showdown oh. sequence. Oh my god, it was so bad. I mean, I couldn't yeah. care as who's dying, who's winning, who's getting because the CGI that was so. Bad. The best way I could sum that up was you know they do like things called uh, previs, which is. Um, they do a whole sequence of computer animation where they don't do the polished computer animation. They just do like rough uh, models just to show the director, this is how the direction is going to be. This is how the scene is going to be. And this is, and to the stunt uh, people, this is how we want you to choreograph it. Yeah. But then it just looks like at the end they run out of money and they go, oh, let's just throw this into it. Let's just use a render. Uh, guys, yeah. we, don't have, we don't have time for this. Let's just, uh, yeah, we're just going to go with this. The previous is the final product now. Yeah, but that's that's such a shame though because VFX should not take you out of the movie. If anything, it should immerse you into the movie. So yeah, okay. Yes. We're going completely on a tangent. So yeah. That was our first experience with RRR. Let's talk about Roger Mooley. I kind of talked a little bit about, you know, Bahubali. Bahubali was okay for me. I didn't I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I liked it. I was very impressed by it. The main movie I was impressed by was freaking Maki. Because yes. when I was introduced to Maki, I know the original is called Iga, but I was the Hindi dub, so I know it as Maki. Yes, when I is. saw the first concept, I just assumed like, come on, man. Like this is this is just silly. It gave me like uh what's that Rajnikant film? Ethereum? The robot. Yeah. I thought it was going to be stupid as anything. It was just everything about it looked stupid. But then I watched it and I was feeling for the stupid housefly. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Come on, man. It's you emotions. Can do love. Yeah. How? He knows I, how to play I, it. Dude, he and played. This he is quite territory, bro. But the ending. Yeah. The sacrifice that fly makes. Yeah. I was rooting for a fucking fly, dude. Sorry, yes. but that's so exciting. I am. Yes. I was rooting for a yeah. fly. And it's not even that, though. It's like you don't expect where it goes. Yeah. So it's just the way, you know, even the final thing, just the fact that, I mean, if anyone hasn't watched Maki by now, I'm sorry to ruin it for you, but just when he dips himself into the gunpowder and then I'm like, filmmaking. Look at yeah. the way that he thinks about it. He's like just thinking of the minute detail and what, and then even you know focusing. I mean, why would you focus on a CGI animation? But the way he focuses on it and the uh, slow, bro, it, it killed, man. It killed. 
Completely. And I don't know how true this is, but the rumor is people kept telling him that he can only do big budget film with big actors. That's why your movies are a success. And his response to that was, okay, I'm going to make a film where there are no big actors. My main actor is a freaking animated fly. And he still made it work. And not only that, there's actually an interview I saw where NTR Ramara came to visit Rajamuli at his house and he was just about to get a <laughs> bottle of water or something from the fridge. When he opened the fridge, there were a bunch of houseflies in the fridge. And NTR Ramara was like, what the hell are you doing? And Rajamuli's like, oh yeah, I'm making a film, so I need to see how a fly moves in real life. So he basically cryogenically froze a couple of houseflies so he can, I guess monitor them to see how a housefly moves this guy works in a different level he could have just gone to a natural history documentary and just googled fly videos or whatever no 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 he needs to feel what a fly feels well see and- i could sort of understand that bro because when i looked at um i guess it's a documentary for steven spielberg when they looked at how you know the first jurassic world movie how the dinosaurs moved mm-hmm. and they're like every single way a dinosaur moved was incorrect. And then in the second one, they actually tried um, correcting some of the issues. So they got an actual expert to come in and say, this is the issue. Yeah, you're moving that way, but they actually move this way. I'm like, okay, I get you. So the fact that this guy's already yeah. thinking of that on yeah, his own. From other people's experience. I think that's, what that, that's, that's what's great about it. You would think someone at this level would have an ego, so he wouldn't want to improve. But that's mm-hmm. why I was improved by Triple R, because you would think someone who's had the highest grossing Indian film of all time, two of them, like Bahubali 1, Bahubali 2, still went away and said, how can I be better? And he became a better director in Triple R. Most people in the film industry mm. say that this is one of the most insecure industries because, you know, you, you, you're always worried whether an idea will work or not work or whether your film will succeed or not or if you're a first-time director, will I get a second film? Mm. But but you seem to have, like, had some... No, I, I would say I had those fears. I'm not saying I don't have any fears. Even today, I have fears. So if you ask me, like, how RRR is going to do, I don't know. I have a confidence that's because I have followed the all due proper processes. I had uh, all the emotions while making the story, while doing it. Everything is falling into place. I have the confidence it, it, it will do well. But for sure, I, I can't say that. So those fears are always with me. But that's a separate channel. And the confidence that I'll make big successful films is also there. Both go Hand in hand. Uh, uh, not hand in hand. Intertwined with each other. Wow. You know? <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I don't need you to tell me what to do. Just give me the money yeah. and shut up. But exactly. No, <laughs> nope. that. That's why I think, you know, even though I like Bahubali, I just thought, dude, he did so well on this one. What on earth was he doing in Bahubali, bro? Because as long as, you know, as good as Bahubali was and as much money as it made, it was not a polished movie. It wasn't, man. That's what I mean. It wasn't polished. There was something off. I can't put my finger on it, but it wasn't perfect. No, I, I don't want to say one. perfect, but pretty close, man. Pretty damn close. This one, bro, as soon as I started watching it, you know, my first time, I was hooked. And this is no, you know, set-up pieces because you've seen the movie. Yeah. It doesn't start fully. I mean, the title sequence yeah. isn't in it until, like, a long way into the movie. Yeah. I think, what, 40 minutes into it? 40 minutes. You can just tell you're in the hand of a monster. Okay, we will, we will kind of get to the review of this. Now. We kind of have mm. to. We have 
spoiled us now. But just as a preamble, how many times have you seen it so far? Like from the beginning to end? Three times. Three times, okay. I've seen it eight times now. I wow. remember. Yeah. The first time I watched it, I watched it by myself without any expectations. And I was blown away. I didn't know what the hell I watched. The next day, a friend came over and we were going to sit down and watch everything everywhere all at once. And I had already seen everything everywhere all at once, which is, again, a great film. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. And I honestly did not think I would see a movie more bonkers than that that year. But then I saw RRR. And my friend's like, oh, yeah, let's watch that movie. I was like, wait, hold up one second. There's another movie I want to show you, which is so crazy. I need to be certain that it is as good as I think it is. Without watching any trailer, would you mind just watching the film? He's like, yeah, yeah, let's put it on. We'll give it half an hour. And my friend was completely into this, dude. Actually, you know who the friend is? Nelmo. Nelmo was over. So, yeah. And his face was hilarious. His face was like, what the hell am I watching? And I got to experience it with another person and I liked it even more. And then next week, another friend, I was like, I was going to see her at her place. I was like, oh, let's do a movie night. And obviously I was like, okay, there was this movie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I did the whole thing again. <laughs> and she was less less impressed because, okay, whatever. Yeah, I know. This is like a Rajnikanth kind of movie. I, I see what they're doing. Uh-huh. And yeah, she went in there with really low expectations, but again, completely blown away. I think she was a bit more subdued than than, than uh, Nelmo was, but again, completely blown away. And then after that, I watched again and again and again. And, and yeah, now I'm like eight views into it and I'm appreciating so much more with each view. It's not like a movie I'm watching just for the set pieces. Set pieces are good. Don't get me wrong, but there are so many layers that I did not notice the first couple of times because I was just so blown away by just the surface level, you know, extravagance of the film. Well, see, here's I the thing. I mean, we might get into it a bit more when you discuss and you might have seen and proved me wrong uh, from your, you know, numerous viewing. Yeah. But <laughs> apart from the one aspect that we'll get to, mm. I, whenever I watch a movie, I'll watch it. And I've, I guess it's because I've, I love movies and I love storytelling so much and mm. I keep an eye on it. And then I'm like, that scene doesn't make sense. Okay, mm. you, you know, I guess when you were trying to say it, you know, you thought this scene would make sense. But then when you watch it again and now that you know the story, you're like, yeah, this doesn't make sense. You know how the sixth sense where, you know, spoiler again, um, yeah. we find out uh, Bruce Willis is dead. How dare you spoil Six Sense for me? Oh my god! How many years? Ninety nine, bro. Uh, but the thing yeah. is, if you watch that movie again, knowing that he's dead, you can still watch it, and yeah. every scene still makes sense because they don't, you know, ruin it. Like, oh, that doesn't kind work. Of, like, Chris Willis goes does have shadows a bunch of times, which the shadow should not be there. But whatever, I'm I'm going to forgive that. But sure, well, it yeah, makes sense. I'm not about the the connection or the just the communication with people yeah yeah absolutely yeah definitely yeah, the thought process and they're like oh that can't happen that comes so when you watch it again you're like yeah i can still see yeah i can still see why we're getting this idea but he's still dead bro so when then this when i'm watching movies like that i'm like yeah that scene doesn't make sense here i didn't find that no now, it might be i missed some scenes i didn't find anything where when you watch it again oh that doesn't make sense or that doesn't fit in oh continuing yeah. to uh, i didn't find none of that there's just one thing i'm you know, I the entire movie, I have one issue with it, which we'll get to. But apart yeah. from that, I haven't seen it. This is where I'm saying that he's Excellent. done so well. He's paid attention yeah. to every single scene in the movie. And he moves on and he's paid meticulous detail to, okay, does this work? Does this work? Does this work? And he followed it through. 
I agree. I completely agree. I mean, I'm, I would love to be a bit more critical. Less, I mean, I will try to be a bit more critical as opposed to just doing a love fest on Roger Mulley and Triple R. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, it's going to be hard for me to be critical because yeah, this movie just works on every level. Okay, before oh, we get no, into the I proper... Say again? There's two things I've got critical issues with. Ah, I'm going to be critical. <laughs> good. good. We, need, we, we need a balance, man. We can't just be like, oh my God, this movie is amazing. 10 out of 10, 100 out of 100. Now we need some kind of critical, yeah. critical analysis of it. But before we get into the movie, uh, let's talk about the weird reaction this has gotten from the rest of the world. This is like Sholay level, dude. I mean, honestly, in my lifetime, I've never seen the rest of the world be this taken by an Indian film. Like maybe Three Idiots. Three Idiots was kind of a success. Like everybody was talking about Three Idiots around the world. Like it was a big hit in Japan, oh, Korea. Yeah, they made their own version, didn't they? Even Mexico, Latin America, yeah. bro. Even they yeah, made their they own version of it. Yeah, they, I mean, apparently the remix sucks, but you know, it's fine. Because I thought Three Idiots was a very Indian story. Like it's a very Indian story. And it's a silly story as well. Because, you know, um, what's the guy's name? Who made the film, dude? Jesus. Oh, Rajkumar Hirani. Rajkumar Hirani. Yeah, Rajkumar Hirani kind of works in the... He, he, he does melodrama. For anyone who hasn't seen 3D, I'm going to ruin like a very stupid thing about it, like towards the end. But the movie was completely grounded throughout the entire freaking runtime. And then in the end, the baby is saved because they say all is well. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Just, just no, no, man. Rajkumar Hirani just does some weird shit that I'm not into. But somehow it hit people in the emotional cord. RRR, the closest thing I can say this connects to is Shole. Like I know, I, I've met Iranian people to this day. If they're over the age of 35, they would bring up Shole to me, dude. They were like, yeah. "Oh man, I grew up watching Shole. Shole is one of the greatest Bro, things." I went to uh, Egypt uh, long time ago and. As soon as they saw us, brown people, you yeah. know. Yeah. Surely. I was watching, I was Everyone just kept saying that to me. I was watching, I was watching, I was like, why are you just saying I was watching to you? Like, love it. Yeah, we love Amitab. Amitab, watch it. Amitab, watch And then they thought we were Indians. So I'm like, fine. <laughs> if that's going to yeah. give us better service and make sure we don't get ripped off, Indian. Yeah, dude, just say he's my uncle. How the hell are they yeah. going <laughs> to? So, so the whole thing, we, we were like, anyone we see, I was watching, and they're like, I was watching, and then that's it, man. It was great, and we even got like a cab driver that you know was our local cab driver for the entire duration, and he didn't rip yeah. us off. <laughs> nice, nice yeah. respect. Oh, because like, I was That's the power of art, man. Like, so okay, my name is Agni, right? So I went into a cab the other day, and obviously the Uber driver knew my name is Agni. And as soon as I sat down at the back of the back of the car, he said, "Oh, your name is Agni. There's this movie." called Agnipat. Have you heard of it? <laughs> Afghanistani dude. Like he grew up watching Amitabh movie and he's like so that's in the for forefront of his name. And Agni isn't a common name that you see. And he's like, have you have you have you heard about this? Like, yeah man. I've heard about Agnipat. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. I guess then, right there I would need to cut you off and say if this if everyone likes this and they want to see more, the next one I would talk about is remakes. And I want to compare the old Agnipat with the new Agnipat and how oh, remake to be done correctly. I have not seen the new Agnipat, man. Oh. Um, yeah, so it'll be interesting we'll, for me. That'll yeah. be a good talk because you haven't seen That'll it. Have, and then we can have a proper conversation because okay. remakes in India or remakes in anywhere, man, I'm just, 
Oh, that's another argument, bro. Yeah, there, there's an art to a remake. But okay, let's 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 go yeah. back to the actual reception. So, what? How do you feel about this? Like Indian film, like a triple R, becoming this successful? Bro, it was everywhere. Even to the point where I watched. You know, I'm a big movie fan, so I would like to watch these uh, YouTube uh, channels that talk about movies, purely about movies. And there's yeah. one channel that does a movie box office, yeah, every week, mm. and they talk about what's in it. And when they said triple, uh, you know, what well, they call it triple, and they go, it's actually called RRR. It made mm. it it's making a huge wave across America. It's an American uh, podcast, mm. and and they're like, it makes a huge wave, and I'm like, what? And then you watch other podcasts where you know people are, you know these are English people American people and even Mexican people not, and they're like there's a new film it's called RRR you need to go and watch it it's a spectacle it's one of the best movies of the year it's blowing minds and you know you need to be able to watch it in subtitles but it's worth it you need to watch it oh just the sheer intensity just the sheer emotion uh, I'm like yeah. So in the beginning, I wasn't sure if they're watching it in an ironic way. Because you know how Americans have this way of not really liking a movie, but still really loving it. Like the latest example yeah. could be Morbius. Like they, yeah. they, they got Morbius back in cinema because they ironically liked it because it was so bad. So yeah. I couldn't tell if this was ironic liking. But the more I listened to the reviews, I read the reviews on Rotten Tomatoes and Letterboxd, people are getting it. It's not like they're liking it because it's so ridiculous. Like I remember when Crouching Tiger came out, they hadn't seen anything like that in the Western world. So it kind of blew up. Everybody loved it because wire work like that had never been seen before. I think this is that level. Melodrama like this has not been seen before. So I think they're getting the spirit of the of the movie. And then, well, I think it's know, also like, because everyone nowadays, especially with the pandemic, and yeah. I had to bring this up for everyone, uh, not talking too much about the pandemic, but just overall, the fact that we were stuck at home and we had nothing to do but watch content. Yeah. Everyone just realized and I guess had grown a more appreciation of actual storytelling. Yeah. <laughs> because I so agree. much you just watch it like, wow, man. You, and you I think that's what's important, right? Like they're used to being the same old stories being told in a yeah. different guise. Like Marvel... I love Marvel. I'm a big Marvel guy. I love everything that they do, no matter how crap it is. But you can kind of tell where they're going with everything. So it's. I, I feel like I watch Marvel for almost nostalgia at this stage, which sounds quite stupid because Marvel is still coming out. There's nothing to be nostalgic about. But at the same time, it reminds me of, uh, you know, a uh, more innocent time when I was younger, reading comic books and watching X-Men on Cartoon Network or whatever so i'm kind of liking marvel from that level but i know what's coming there is not going to be many yeah, surprises in marvel movies process, bro. and that's but the thing is that it's that same thing the formula is now getting bad to the point where now you know this year alone the marvel movies have not really been yeah created. so i think when this movie comes into their life they just can't believe what they're watching first of all because it's so you know a novel and unique they haven't seen anything like this before in the western world and I mm. think the package itself has everything in it. So it has a bit of drama, a bit of comedy, a bit of melodrama, hell of a lot of action. And then yeah. it leaves you feeling like, you know, it's a proper meal. It's not like a little McDonald's burger. This is like going to a restaurant and enjoying a yeah. full meal and being satisfied. I mean, he's taken it. a concept and he didn't just deal with it last time. 
oh, forget it. Nothing needs to be serious. Nothing needs to be realistic because it, we have just made it up. You read, we all know when the movie came, you know, when it was announced that these two freedom fighters never met. I had never heard of Valerie Sitaram Rao or Kumran. I've never heard of them. I, I just first followed by saying these two I've never met. They're just from different periods and just put together. So you could have just easily said, look, I'm just bringing them together and I can just make a whatever movie, not pay too much attention because you all know it's not real. Yeah. But you don't get that. Once you're watching the movie, you dive in, you would not know that these two have never met. Yeah. He, he decided to treat the story as it is. I and mean, we all know stories are fictional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether it's based on real people or not, stories are fictional, but it's how you treat them. Yeah. The emotional yeah, truth of the story. He yeah. If you don't treat the characters as proper characters and just think, who cares? You know, I guess it comes down to the disbelief. Yeah. We can either put some gravitas into it or we can just forget them and just make a movie. Yeah. And clearly it worked because the Western audience does not know about these two people. They barely know about the freedom struggle in India. I mean, the British Raj is like a new term for them. And I've heard so many reviews. It's it's adorable, man. It's like people going going so hard and trying to describe the difference between Bollywood and Tollywood and all that stuff. I mean, look, <laughs> I'm going to say this right now. I do not give a crap about that distinction because I grew up in the 90s India. And in the 90s, we used to use Bollywood as a term to be, how can I put this, not insulting, but Bollywood was a term for crap films. We, we, we said like, oh, that's just a Bollywood film. You know what I mean? So it's like a masala yeah. film, got item numbers. Mm-hmm. That's, not, that's not real film. So everything we said was Bollywood was crap, but yeah. proper in film. So for example, Satyajit Ray technically is from Bengal. So it's called Tollywood as well. It's the same because it's from a place called, yeah. And anyway, I, I, I really don't want to get into that. So yeah. from Bengal, it's also called Tollywood. But we never look at Satyajit Ray films as Bengali film. It's Indian film because it's, it just transcends everything. Like this is a different kind of art film we're making right now. So in the same way, I don't want to distinguish between Tollywood and Bollywood and whatever wood. It's just Indian films, and they're all influenced by each other. There's no way you can say RR was not influenced by movies like Shole, Zanjir, mm-hmm. things like that that came before it. So for me, it's just Indian filmmaking. And Rajamouli would be the first person to admit that himself. So I'm, I'm glad that he told the story in such a way, even if you know nothing about these characters, you know nothing about the history of Indian films, you can still enjoy it completely by itself. But yeah, I'm, I'm just very impressed that the Western audience got what Rajamali was going for, man. So, yeah, let's see. Let's see. This this can be quite positive for Indian films in general. And if it gets a bit more of a uh, notoriety outside of India, maybe the standards of Indian film will well, get I partially agree with you. I partially think that there is always going to be people out there who are just making crappy Indian movies because all they know is once we make a movie, it goes out. We're going to make some sort of return on it. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, of course. They're never going to focus on it, even though this was exceptionally executed and fought through properly. Mm-hmm. I just don't have that much faith in, as we say. No, as look, filmmakers. it's going to give people the motivation to up their game. That's all I'm hoping, man. It's just going to, you know, when Quentin Tarantino came out, a lot of people started yeah. copying Quentin Tarantino. Most of the copies were terrible, but some of them were good. That's that's all I'm expecting. I'm, I don't expect everyone to get the budget of Rajamouli, obviously, but at least they can learn the right lesson. Yeah, no, no, I'm not worried about the 
budget. I'm just thinking, you know, the meticulous attention to detail and attention to storyline and putting the characters first rather than putting a yeah. actors first. And unfortunately in Bollywood, uh, let's face it, it's like, this is an actual Kumara movie. Yeah. This is a Shark movie. And the worst, yeah. the worst criminal of all. Don't say it. Don't say Pai's yeah. name. <laughs> Why? <laughs> He's going to do something to me? <laughs> there are lots of Pai fans out there. Okay, I won't say the name and I'm pretty sure when people watch this, if they put in the comment, yeah. this is how we know if anyone's listened to this. Yeah. yeah. Why am I talking about? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, he has yeah. some he has some fans that are diehard man so I'm not even going to mention his name it's like Voldemort right now but okay <laughs> oh, enough about the state of Bollywood which is terrible uh, again I'm happy to call his films Bollywood because again he's, it's, it's not good so whenever we see a good movie I mean this is a masala film and mm-hmm. so I'm completely okay with them making masala film as long as it's good. Because Shole is a masala film, dude. Like I have no problem with Shole. I love Om Shanti Om. Om Shanti Om is a ridiculously stupid, over-the-top film. But I like the spirit of that film. You know what I mean? So I'm okay with them making movie for the masses as long as they get the spirit of the spirit of the story the storytelling right. Yeah, and as long as they don't, you know, go too over the top and just like, okay, here we're going to be realistic, grounded. Here yeah. we're going to just completely lose the scale. Yeah, like, come on. Yeah, just <clears throat> stick to yeah, stick to good storytelling, and I will forgive most things, man. That's that's pretty much my rule when I'm going into going yeah. into a film. But okay, let's do this, man. Let's go into spoilers for Triple okay. R. Here's a spoiler. Don't tell me what it is. I don't want to know. Yes, you do. Boom! <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> All right. All right. You start, man. You start. So tell me about your first experience. You know when he said when he shot the first shot, like none of the action set pieces. What was that experience yeah. like for you? I was just, you know, waiting for, I'm like, I didn't know what to expect. This is the first thing I would say. I went in, I didn't know what to expect. So at first I'm thinking, when is the story going to start? And as I'm watching it, I'm like, I don't, I'm, that thought went away and I was just focusing on the character and I was just going along with them. Mm. And I was seeing how it was introduced and I'm just like, wow, the, the setting is nice and just the way everything was the world was being shown i'm like Mm. i'm liking this and that's how i got into it i'm like okay i'm gonna see how it goes and i'm just like forget it because i've seen junior ntl movies i know what to expect from his brand i know Mm. what to expect from ramchan's brand and these are like you know big stars who make action movies and they're known for you know their actions and their dialogue and even then i'm like it's subtle but i'm just watching it i'm just watching and then, oh my god! Just when he kicks in, I'm like, brilliant. I mean, what was that? Bit? What was the bit that kicked in? For it you? was when just you... the entry scenes of each of them, man. I'm like, damn. I was like, the first thing that that caught my attention was when that mm-hmm. woman got hit on the head with the freaking branch. I was like, what am I watching right now? Because that is not a common way to start an Indian movie. You do not kill someone. I mean, it, it turns out that she wasn't dead in the end in the post credit scene. But I thought she was dead. Like, you, that, that branch got destroyed. So I assume her yeah. skull got destroyed. When that happened, I was like, okay, all right. We're, we're going hard with the, with the violence. Uh, and then it happened. Okay, so first of all, let's start with the triple R's, okay? So we have the story, we have the fire, and then we have the water. I mean, we all know why it was called RRR, so I'm not going to get into that, but that was like completely forced. 
like none of those words start with the freaking letter R. They were like, yeah, we'll just fit that R into story right there. Yeah, story R. Yeah, okay, that R goes there. What I liked was Rajamuli kind of went, look, the story is not that important. The story is just this bit, okay? It's literally going to take place in five minutes. This is the whole story. There's a little girl who gets kidnapped, and then that's it. Moving on. That's how efficient he is with the storytelling. Yeah, but hold on. You know why it's called Triple R, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, okay, in case the audience does not know Triple R, why it's called Triple R is freaking hilarious, man. See, uh, see when, when we three, uh, three of us dis- decided to make a movie, we need to give it something uh, for a reference. People can't, whether it's the media or we or in between the team, we can't always start saying, okay, uh, in the movie where uh, Tarak and Charan are acting and Rajmal is directing, they can't refer to the movie like that. There has to be some kind of simple this thing. Right. So for that, we, we put that uh, hashtag RRR. <laughs> for the reference sake, our idea was not to ma- uh, na- name it. But within, within days, people have decided that that's the uh, title. The fans, the audiences, the media, everything started, everyone started referring it as RRR as if it's the title. Then we thought, okay, maybe <laughs> they're thinking, Let's go obviously we can't go uh, name it uh, uh, Ramara, Rajmali, Ramcharan. We can't name the movie like that. So we came up with the uh, uh, small subheadings. Did uh, you have a working title? That's what the, the idea was. It was a working title. No, no, RRR was the work, no, as in when you were writing a draft. Uh, even before that. Okay. Even before that, when we, when I, I was telling you, you know, when the thought of, okay, let's, the three uh, of you let's come have together. a multi-star, yeah, a yeah. friendship between the stars. When the idea started itself, I sounded, to the, sounded it to them. At the time, the story was a little bit, not a little bit different, a, a different uh, story. Then itself, we, we thought it's RRR. You say- Just for public demand, they decided to call it RRR. Then they had to force Rise, roar, revolt, and then yeah. with the but it worked though. I'm like, at least they came up with something. I mean, yeah, kind of. I mean, come <laughs> on, dude. It's, it's a bit forced. No, it's a bit. I mean, I, I will forgive it. Whatever. But it, it's it's not a good marketing name. It's a great marketing name in India. Or not not even India. In South India, if you know all those three people, you know what the movie is called. But outside of India, mm-hmm. when I saw the name RRR, I was like, what the fuck is this? Is this rrr? What? How am I supposed to say this? I just didn't have any, any clue. But, you know, yeah. I will forgive that because the movie is so good, whatever. But anyway, the forcing of the R into story, forcing of the R into fire, forcing of the R into water, I was like, what are we doing here? This is silly. But the second time I watched it, dude, there's so much information in that first scene. So mm-hmm. the first scene starts with a little girl singing a song. The first yes. time I watched it, cute little song, whatever. Second time I watched it, that song tells you so much tells you that she's singing about the mother she's singing about nature and she's singing about what it's like to live in the wild free listening to birds singing lying on the mother's lap you can tell the connection that the kid has with the mother and the you know the forest in general and that gets that across and And the freedom in general because all of that is basically free in the wild yeah the appreciation of life appreciation of everything that's around And the next shot you see is uh, that Scott guy coming in and killing a bunch of deers. So mm-hmm. quickly, Rajamali also, also shows, whereas these guys really appreciate life, these people do not. They're like indiscriminately killing. It's not like one deer. He's killed like freaking a dozen deers and just mm-hmm. like threw them on the floor as trophies. So again, disregard for life completely. 
And he sets that up only to go on the, onto the next part of the scene where they just take that kid away. Like completely yeah. disconnecting him. But this is where it comes down to the art of storytelling. Exactly. So tell, but also yeah. you don't have to do everything verbally. So exactly. The song, that's using a different medium. Yeah. yeah. And if you listen to it, you know the meaning. Then the visual, just action, speaks louder than words. Beautiful. Just the yeah. way he did it. And I'm like, that's the beautiful thing. And the thing is, he's introduced both the pros and cons and he's introduced both the character sides and then you can see what the film is fighting against just the yeah. introduction there yeah and then the monologue comes of that scott guy which is repeated three times which is the price of uh, english bullet mm -hmm. beautiful cheesy as hell but beautiful i love that line it's so over the top it just shows how cruel he is how yeah. insignificant he thinks life is around him and he gets that across through that one line. And that tells you about that character so quickly exactly. and then efficiently and moves on. Yeah. Total disregard that. for any Complete. Indian yeah. life. Yeah. It's not even wasting a bullet on. Yeah. Piece of metal. Lovely. Yeah. Like a simple shorthand way of showing this is the bad guy. Just in case you had any doubt, <laughs> this is the bad guy. All right. Moving on. <laughs> That's it. And then he goes to the fire sequence. So, okay, let's talk about the fire sequence. That's the action sequence, right? So this is mm -hmm. where I was a bit worried. So as soon as Ramcharan did that freaking Prince of Persia Assassin's Creed jump over the barrel, I was like, oh, okay, so we are watching Singham. So this is a Singham type movie. All right, I guess, you know, that was too much to hope for that it won't be over the top. Mm. As soon as he goes into the crowd, the music cuts off. It's no music. You just yeah. hear crowd noise and how he is just bashing their heads in with that stick and if there was music you you, you music kind of tells the audience how to feel right is it supposed mm -hmm. to be heroic is it supposed to be sad but rajamali taking the music out puts the onus on the audience to be like okay you thought ramcharan was a hero he looks like a hero he looks like a leading man but now he's fighting against his fellow man how are you supposed to feel about it i won't tell you how you're supposed to feel about it i will take the music out completely and then it goes into the crowd. You know the scene where everyone kind of piles onto him? Mm -hmm. and as that happened, I assumed we were going to get the famous superhero shot. You know, in Bahubali, whenever someone yeah. comes up to someone, you kind of go, yeah, and he stands up and all the people burst out. I was waiting for that to happen. But then mm -hmm. he doesn't do that. He stays in there. He stays in the pile of crowd. And we hear him come out of it in a very, I wouldn't say realistic, but maybe realistic. He takes them out one by one, breaks one's hand, I think, uh, twists one's ear, and he comes out of it in a way that seems realistic. And it seem, also seems like it was a struggle for him to get out of it. So he's not a superhero. He's very, um, how can I put it? He is, he's not immortal. He's uh, vulnerable. No, he's he got conviction, though. He's got pure conviction in what he exactly. believes is right and the way he's been groomed. So again, you could just basically relate back to the enemy, which is, the English. Exactly. This is what they've turned our people into. But yeah. at the same time, it's like, you know, what you were saying about the music. The thing is, this is what the thing is. Music in movies is used to, you know, help people, you know, subconsciously feel and yeah. get a sense of mood and setting. But here, you don't want to set none of that mood nope. because everyone knows Ram Charan as the hero. He's bigger mm. than life, uh, actor, 
who's always the hero in his movies. He's powerful. He's strong. Throw that out the window, man. Well, even the music yep. gives it away, though. It's a spoiler, unfortunately, because you, what, what music are you going to do? An entry music? Uh, exactly. So, no, no, no. We don't want you to feel. We want you yeah. to see and let your own emotions kick in. Yep. Yeah, brilliantly done, me. And even really? then, I was like, "What?" I'm like, "Bro!" Even I was screaming at the the screen when I saw that. I'm like, "What?" I hate you. I hate <laughs> you. I hated him, and I'm like, "Man, I hope he dies." Uh yeah. See, I at no point did I think Ramcharan was a bad guy. That guy is too charismatic and good looking. I don't even know Ramcharan, dude. This is the first time I've seen this dude, but I knew he had a backstory that will explain everything, right? So uh, there was no point. I just thought, "Oh my god, he's a bad guy." That never occurred to me. But what I liked mm-hmm. about the Rajamuli way of storytelling, going back to the crowd again, the crowd, mm-hmm. if you notice, is completely uh, muted colors, right? So it's almost like a zombie yeah. horde. They have no face. They have, you know, they have no identity. So it's very mm-hmm. similar to the way Avengers do their action sequence. So if you look at Endgame, you don't give a shit if, the, if you're killing a bunch of insect people. Like, you know what I mean? There, 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 there's no connection to it. So Rajamuli does, does a similar thing where it's kind of a zombie horde, but at the same time, because the music isn't so loud, you can hear what these people are thinking and how they're feeling. And because of the words that they say to the Ramcharan character, you know how we're supposed to feel towards Ramcharan. So they shout yeah. things like, you're a traitor, how can you do this, you know, blah, 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 blah. All of that stuff is happening. So we are learning from the crowd how to feel for the Ramcharan character. But the best thing is the Sadar who throws that rock, he's the only one dressed in red. I love that choice because mm. that is how the Ramcharan character is seeing his target. So once he's focused on his target, he's relentless. So if you see that scene, you will notice all the people are jumping on him, but his eyes, his vision is set on that dude. He is not yeah. looking anywhere else. He is like, he's going for his target no matter what comes in his way. And that is such a beautiful way to just, I mean, yeah. the character entry is cool. But it's also telling the story of what is going to happen in the future. Like he, we are finding out everything about the character through the character entry. And my favorite part is that he doesn't say a single word in the entire entry sequence. Dude. It's a completely silent film. You can watch yeah. that entire scene with the music turned off and you will, you will understand everything that's happening. Mm-hmm. The thing is, though, is we have to give the acting of Ramshaw. You look at his facial expression when he's making this movement. It shows he's struggling. But yeah. he's still got the conviction to go because he's got a purpose. Yeah. And the way you said it, you know, even the guy in the red is again, this is what comes down to even in this movie, they paid attention to the costumes you do. It's not about being period you know, period piece where it's uh, you know, costume correct and accurate. Mm-hmm. But no, it's costumes are also colours. Yeah. And even there, you know, they painted that guy. It's almost like hate to say this, man, bringing it down, you know talk about movies where's Wally (laughs) (laughs) yeah this is where is Wally the movie you're right (laughs) where's Wally there he is in red (laughs) you know you can't move you you just know and at the same time you know he's painted a a bullseye and he told you what the target is without actually speaking to you you know who's the target and that's where he's going to get so yeah. brilliantly done. We spent an hour talking about just the opening sequence of those two. My and another favorite part of mine was when the when the rock gets thrown at that um, picture of uh, I think is King George the Fifth, one of the Georges. I don't know. Anyway, 
the guy who says bring me that bring me that man yeah. um uh, you can hear that his conviction goes away in that sentence so his knee jerk reaction is arrest that man then he goes and bring him to me yeah <laughs> he just he just kind of loses the conviction of his word because he's like there is no way anyone is going to be able to get that man here but then obviously you know he does and my favorite way of ending that scene is when he does bring that Sikh dude and throws him onto the feet of that uh, general guy the Sikh dude is not scared of the english at the stage he just looks at ramcharan going what the hell are you so yeah he's not even scared of the english at the stage he's scared of that guy and i love yeah. that again just visuals nothing gets yeah. said and obviously the pierce the resistance the cherry on top of that scene you would think after that action sequence he would take leave of absence for the no. next weeks no 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 he goes back to his post ready yes to <laughs> fight again i guess you know one thing that made me laugh right after that and i know we always go like what you love is <laughs> what i've been hearing recently uh because i've been watching a lot of you know movie videos and other and one of the things i found out is a lot of the special effects mm-hmm. vfs houses mm-hmm. that you know hollywood movies use are basically outsourced to india yeah of course so most of the outhouse so in that why because indian people have some of the hardest workers yeah <laughs> and i'm like bang on me <clears throat> yeah there's a lot of us out there man. there's a lot of us out there but yeah. that's it's 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 kind of funny that uh, it's special effects we we are not there yet man i mean we will we'll get to this in the next actually let, let's just get to the next scene because the ntr ramara entrance i mean there is something else i want to say before the ntr thing but the no, tiger no, no, no. it's not good it's okay i mean i will give it a solid 6 and 7 out of 10 but we know how a tiger moves and that special effect does not make it look realistic but i forgive it you know what i mean i'm not like oh my god that completely took me out of the scene it did not but for the split second i saw the tiger jump i'm like yeah the lighting isn't right it's not quite there yet see i think so, you're looking at it from a western point of view <laughs> yeah i don't mean to judge you you're looking oh, from i'm yeah, looking that, at it from um in your dogma wrong it's nowhere near the jungle book yeah of course not yeah but, but they could have done bahubali it. and the elephants Yeah yeah of course I and mean even the bull this was yeah. so much better Yeah okay yeah but again if we're playing at the level of the best films out there I'm not going to give this a pause I'm going to point out oh, yeah, everything yeah. that's wrong <laughs> this yeah, wasn't yeah. and the tiger was there for how long maybe 2 3 minutes they could have given it to someone who could have just kind of spent the entire 2 years working on just the tiger motion and the tiger lighting and all that stuff but fair enough you know what it was fine it didn't take me out of the well, out of the movie but i realized in life is the creative departments when it comes to design and marketing mm. like, no one that used those people until last yeah. minute yeah of course I'm yeah. sorry, man. I, mean, I come from a background from them, so do you. No one values us at the end. It's just like, yeah. we've done it. Now you've got this much time before we have to meet the deadline. And it's after all. Yeah, it's yeah. complete after all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a shame. I mean, there are so many stories out there in Hollywood of how many, uh, you know, those special effect houses have shut down. And they've had yeah. like huge successful movies. I think the Life of Pi uh, guys who made the Life of Pi movie 
I think they won an Oscar, but by the time the year was out, they were out of out of business because they just didn't have enough money. Because this takes a lot of work, dude. Um, but yeah, that work is not appreciated. So that's why slowly. Yeah, it's just like at the beginning of this podcast when we were talking about the Black Panther. Yeah. Even exactly. the people that worked on the visual effects, like, we had two weeks to do that. <laughs> they changed the last minute on how they wanted the fight sequence to go. Yeah. You get what you pay for, bro. You get the time you give. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. If these kind of movies get more popular, maybe these kind of houses will get more respect and slowly uh, they will get the money. Oh, oh, I, I'm sorry. I, I don't agree with that, bro. The reason why I say that is look at the Michael Bay movies, man. Look at the Transformers movies. Yeah, I don't watch them, so I don't know. <laughs> well, anyone who watches them, I'm pretty sure they would agree. Or you can put it down yeah. in the comment section. First movie... The the special effects, the attention to detail, the the robots look brilliant. As the yeah. movies go along, they made more money. He had a bigger budget. <laughs> they just didn't look that good, bro. They just did. And, and the same thing he did with the total movies, man. So big budget movies, you can have I mean, a look at the Marvel movies, man. Big budget movies, and wow, they still have bad visual effects. Yeah. Yeah, it's a shame, man. Again, visual effects should be used as part of the story. So again, to okay, so let's let, let's get get back to uh, the NTR scene because yeah, we we can talk about the state that movie industry is in, and it will just make us sad. But let's talk about something fun. So the NTR scene, <laughs> the water scene. So in the fire version of the scene, we just get introduced to the character, right? So the first mm-hmm. shot, is a crowd of people, and then everyone falls down. One person stands strong, and the camera focuses on him, and we get introduced to this guy. But what Rajamali does for the water sequence is we almost get an introduction to this character before we ever see the character. Because he didn't have to do that. He could have just gone straight from fire to water, you know, just to juxtapose the two visuals. But in this one, um, that Indian dude is telling um, that English dude about, you know, oh, maybe you should give the kid back. Because if you don't, there is this man who's going to come and get you. So he sets this guy as this big badass. And then we inter- we get introduced to the character. I love the shot, the upside down shot, the water. Him. Beautiful. It's the beautiful. Oh yeah. my god! Okay, Paul, it's a great, great stylistic shot, but it yes. also has storytelling uh, elements to it because he is he is water. You know what I mean? Like mm. I will get into why he's water, etc. So later, but again, the way the um, Ramcharan character is introduced is through fire as well. Literally the. I think the mashal, what's, what's the English word for mashal? Um, the light torch, whatever, gets hit mm-hmm. on the gate. And then through that fire, we see him. The same way, first time we see uh, the NTR character, again, needs to be through his element, just to be like, this is not just a cool fire water thing that, that we're doing. We're trying to explain that's what their personality is like. So we yeah. get that beautiful thing. But interestingly, Ramcharan character is introduced in a close-up. So he's very internal. He's very locked into his personality, whereas NTR's character is reflected with his environment. So he is not just water. He is a part of the forest environment as well. So he's not shot in a close-up. He's shot in a wide shot. Beautiful. Love it. And then, yeah. oh, man, dude, the wolf scene. I can write an essay on the wolf scene. It's done so well. Okay, so in the beginning, we have no idea what the hell is happening. The blood, I was like, I don't, I don't know what's happening. And then as soon as the wolf comes in, I was like, oh, interesting. He makes himself the bait. So he's not mm-hmm. going to bait the wolf by anything else. And then the bait thing happens. And I had never seen NTR Ramara, by the way. 
don't know this dude what? from Adam. Yeah, never seen him. Don't know anything about him. Didn't have any expectations of him. In this freaking two seconds, I knew he was a great actor because as he's running away, he sees the footprint and he does this quick, quick expression, just noticing the footprint and then looking around him. I think the scene lasts for less than two seconds. Mm-hmm. And in that tiny expression, I realized that, oh, crap, there is another animal out there. Oh, crap, I was not expecting this. Oh, crap, I'm in trouble. In that two seconds, he conveys all of that. Mm-hmm. Beautifully done. Okay. And then it gets better. As he is running away, we see, like water, how adaptable he is. So even though things go wrong, he's willing yes. to flow with it. And yes. he, he changes his plan quickly. And then he is running. And I love how the tiger is shown running at tiger speed as well. Beautiful. Like he's, he obviously can't freaking outrun a tiger. He barely mm-hmm. makes it to the trap. Yeah. And my, again, beautifully told here is that just before, actually, I'm going to come back to this, but this line is very, very important. Just before he reaches the trap, we hear someone say, it's not a wolf, it's a tiger. Okay? So we know that they were waiting for the wolf in case there was any doubt, in case you miss NTR's acting. They just <laughs> want to make sure they set the trap for a wolf, not a tiger. So when the tiger does get captured in it, the trap is not strong enough to hold yeah. a tiger. So it breaks. And then we see how quickly he's adapting. And, you know, even when that stupid friend who's trying to help him with the potion that knocks out the tiger throws it in a wrong way, he still jumps, catches it, and then he throws it. And Tia yeah. just shows that he's willing to just go with the flow. But okay, yeah. let's talk about the foreshadowing um, that he does, what Rajamali does here. So the foreshadowing that's in the scene is that the wolf represents the British people and tiger mm-hmm. Ramcharan. So the trap that they have set for the yes. wolf is not the not the enemy in the end. They have they think they're fighting one enemy, but a bigger enemy comes in. And that's what the story is all about. Yeah, the thing forward. is, every scene there's a symbolism that he puts in. This is what I love about it. You know, he, the sim, the symbolism all the way through it is he's giving you nuggets of what the yes. story is. And he's the thing is, this is what I like about it is, as you were saying that he keeps the theme. Yes, continuously he understands the theme of the movie, and he always try and sticks to it. And always tries and show it. So every and he does time, it both in visuals, as yes. well as dialogue as well as music. See, this is a movie that everyone should be studying in media studies. Absolutely, it yeah. sounds stupid. It sounds ridiculous, but it's so true. So the the, the bean character screaming at the lion is a badass shot, dude. Beautiful mm-hmm. shot. It shows how powerful he is. But that's not the point of the shot. The point of the shot is later on during the Kumaram Bhimo song when NTR is facing off Ramcharan, it's the exact same shot. You see mm-hmm. what I mean? So yeah. he's basically reflecting that shot later on. And even subconsciously, the audience knows this now. So, it's, so when you it's, see it's that shot, thing. the emotion comes back in. This is just exactly. thinking about this guy. He, he's constantly thinking forwards and backwards at the same time. He's like, yeah. that shot is going to happen there. So here you need to be prepared. Yeah. But when I get to that step, He's yeah. going back and forth, maybe. Yeah. Not and I can't believe I'm going to say this about this film. This movie is not subtle. <laughs> this movie is not subtle at all. But no. at the same time, it's so freaking subtle. 
Like there yes. was so much, so much stuff happening under the layer that you would never see unless you watch this movie like three or four times and just analyze and it. Dude, this is a repeat. This is one of those movies where the repeated watching uh, value is yeah. there. Yeah, I mean, this I is why you know Hollywood <laughs> makes so much money on movies is not because there's so many people going to see. It. I mean, let's face it, only about ten percent of audiences go and watch movies in cinemas. Uh, but the way they make money is because people see it so many times. Yeah. This is a yeah. movie you need to see so many times because there's always a, a new nugget that you get. And not even that, you, you get a better appreciation of something that you've already seen. And you're like, I see what it is. Because there's always new fits because the human brain is complex. It takes in everything but then it releases different emotions at different times. You know, your brain will watch it again and again and you will not be disappointed. Yeah. But the weird thing is, even if you don't engage the movie at that level, in the analytic level, like the way, mm-hmm. way we are, we don't have to analyze the film if we don't want to. We can just enjoy the film on a surface level. It works yes. on all levels. You can just watch it without knowing anything. You don't have to analyze this film at all. And the emotions are still there. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's a discovery. It's a discovery. I mean, you don't have to analyze it, but just from a discovery point of view, you're like, oh, the wolf and the tiger's there. Oh, and you're just coming out. And your brain, you don't have to analyze it. Your brain would be like, oh, the tiger's coming. So yeah. it's because of this. Oh, yeah, yeah, I like it. So again, even someone who doesn't analyze it, you can just pick up on something and you see something new. Because remember, when you're watching a movie, your your attention span is focused on different elements. Absolutely. Again, your attention span will be applying on a focusing on a different element. And then your brain does the rest where you like, puts the connected tissue and you're like, you're not analyzing it, but you're like, oh, yes, 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 yes. Oh, I enjoyed it more. I think discovering is better than analyzing. You're discovering new things about it. It's like, exactly. it's like meeting a person for the first time. You know, when you first meet them, you get a first impression. You're like, oh, that's what they're about. When you get to know them a little bit more conversation, a bit deeper conversation happens. The person does not change. You're just discovering more things about them. Great art, great film is like that. You, you, can just, you can just find more layers to it if you're willing to engage with it. And if that piece of art has the substance and yeah. the depth in it. It's great, man. So what do you think about the NTR uh, introduction scene? Oh, I just loved it. I was waiting for that because I'm more of an NTR fan. Okay. Hey, I like that. I like yeah. NTR. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm just a big fan of his, man. Anytime his movie's there, I'm, I have to watch it. Um, it's just, it lived up to what I expected uh, because the intensity, the way he just lost himself because the other roles he's done are completely different. Um, mm. he, he just, just looking at the physicality, I'm like, because I saw him from early days, early movies, man. I'm like, wow, he got in shape because <laughs> he was not your typical actor, man. Like, who the hell gave him, uh, you know, movie career to be a leading actor? You know, when you see his early movies, I'm like, what? And then mm. you're like, oh, the years he's changing, like, here it's like complete transformation. And all that. But again, I didn't see Junior NTR. I just saw a character that was really you know jacked up and also preparing to do what he was going to and then as soon as I saw the blood coming out I'm like what on earth is he doing covering himself yeah. and then you see something like oh yeah now, again the thing that I took away from that is whatever this guy is planning on doing yeah he's willing to put himself 
in harm's way just to get it down. So whatever his motives are, yeah, he believes in it a hundred percent. Yeah, it's life or death to him because this was life or death. Yeah, I loved it. There was everything about it. Yeah, completely. Yeah, it 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 just took me to a different level, man. And also, what I liked about it is, whereas in the fire introduction, Ramcharan's character is completely isolated. He does not speak to anyone. You don't mm. see anyone in his family. Even the old man that comes in when he doesn't get the promotion, you just see his reaction. So you don't know any connection between uh, Ramcharan's character and the old man. You find out later on that he's from the same village, but for now you have no idea who that random dude is. Mm-hmm. Whereas the NTR character, you see that he's part of a community. He's doing things together with other people. He's part of an environment. And that also tells you a lot more about the character. But the best thing is where the fire story ends with uh, Ramcharan punching the bag, the NTR mm. part does not end with the jungle scene. We get to find out what he is like as an infiltrating character in the real world because his job isn't to just be a big-ass, big badass. His job is to infiltrate and get Mali back. And we yeah. find out like he is undercover, but at the same time, even though he's a complete badass, he's not going to... How can I put this? <sighs> He's not going to break his character, even though he could have beaten up that dude who was beating him up. He he knows yeah. what the bigger purpose of his mission is, so he's yeah. subdued. And if you know, that's when the scene ends. You get to find out the character has more well, layers. Like, where the Robert just his explanation is like, look, this guy is selfless. Exactly. He's not about him. It's yeah. about the overall goal, and it's about his people. Exactly. Yeah. Because he's all about his people, he's all about his community. Yeah. So therefore, it doesn't matter what happens to him. Yeah. And the best yeah. thing is, that's very similar to the Ramcharan thing, but we just don't know that yet. So even though yeah. it's fire and water, even though they're, they're never going to meet, the best thing is, fire and water is quite similar in a sense. Like, they can, they're both kind of, they can unleash themselves. They can both create and they can both destroy. They can both kind of go with the flow, but at the same time, they can destroy everything through their, you know, in in their way. But on the surface level, they look like diametric opposites. But later on, we find out that, you know, what Ramcharan is doing is the same thing. He is working for his community. Like he is doing this for his people. He's not doing this for selfish reasons, but we just don't know that. The way Rajamuli tells the story, he does not give us all the information straight away. He's slowly giving away. But that's what I guess I like so much about this because after, you know, spending you know, current situation without going into it is, you know, stuck at home watching a lot of content is you mm. realize how there's people that just shove it in your face. Yeah. You know, this is what's happening. This is what's happening. This is what's happening. We're trying to do this one. And it's all by dialogue. You know, and I'm like, I don't want to see, it. I would like to see it, <laughs> you know, do me a flashback, do me something like that. And here it's like, he's not constantly beating you over the head with it. Yeah. You know, telling you this is about, he's showing you in different forms. And that's the thing about it. It's a visual medium, but just because it's a visual medium doesn't mean it has to be visual all the time or has to be dialogues. You can show other stuff like with sounds, seeing visuals, scenery. So there's different elements that he's using. And he's using, I guess what you can say is he's like a kid in this sense where he's using all his toys. Exactly. I was just about to say he's got more tools in his toolkit than anyone else. He can use visuals he can use music he can use song he can use action he can use drama he can use the great actors at his disposal just just to show the expression on their face he's he's not limited to anything the way i described to one of my friends was this is unshackled 
filmmaking. Like he does not give a crap about what tradition of filmmaking is in the West, even in the East for that matter. He is able to put both of them together and create something better, something that's greater than the sum of his part. And he does it in a way that I haven't seen anyone else do really. It's okay. beautiful. Okay. But I think there is one other thing that I really liked. I didn't notice it until like the fourth or the fifth viewing is when the introduction scenes end and we go back to the British part of the storytelling. The first line that the British guy says is, And that is the gist of it. What I like about it is, after the introduction sequence, Rajamoli is literally telling the audience, that's yeah. pretty much the gist of it, guys. Like, you know, there is a story, there is a fire, there is a water, these are the characters, that's the gist of it. And I love that. It's kind of like a tongue-in-cheek, kind of a wink at the audience. It's like, guys, like, that's literally the gist yeah, of it. Yeah, it's like a fourth wall breaking without... Yeah. I love it. Breaking I love that. Yeah. <laughs> See, again, that's where it comes back to the mastery of his, you know, director. Yeah. Hat. It's like, I'm doing this, but the people who can pick it up can pick it up. And you know it subconsciously, but you might not pay too much attention, but it's exactly. there. Yeah. Yeah. He's not talking down to the audience. He's never talking down to the audience. He does not think he's better than the audience. He wants to have a communication with them with whoever's yeah. watching the film in whichever way you get it absolutely yeah. beautiful Love this it. is where i think you know he's one director that i've seen you know with his movies he focuses on the customer journey <laughs> it's yeah. the journey that we follow as consumers as viewers yeah. he's yeah. paying attention to that as well as telling the story but he's making sure the end target is always on his mind yeah absolutely that's why i made so much money <laughs> because yes. we, the audience appreciated it and we watched it and we followed through and we enjoyed it. Okay, so this brings us to the end of part one of our RRR review. And part two, we're going to discuss and analyze this movie further. And we're going to talk about the bridge scene. We're going to talk about the Natu Natu dance sequence. We're also going to talk about the famous party scene and many other aspects of the movie and of course my favorite Komarum Pimo song slash torture sequence. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, please follow us on social media uh, if you want to see uh, analysis of the same podcast that you just heard in a more visual format go to YouTube. Uh, just search for Film Pies and you will see pictures accompanying all the analysis that we did in this episode. Uh, feel free to reach out to us at filmpies at gmail.com and as well as on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, this is a new project we have started, so any kind of feedback would be much appreciated. And do let us know what you thought about the analysis. Have we, have we read too much into the movie, perhaps? Or maybe you don't think the movie deserves this kind of analysis obviously we don't think so uh we think this movie deserves all the analysis that we're giving it uh but it'll be good to hear your thoughts and what other movies we should review so yes i will see you in the next episode until then take care of yourself peace bye <laughs>
So if you're wondering why the sound quality of my voice got so much better all of a sudden, it's because when we first recorded this analysis, we had no intention of doing this in an ongoing manner. It was just a bit of fun between friends uh, because we just wanted to talk about RRR really. Uh, we just weren't, well, I won't speak for Zan, but I was not expecting the movie to be as good as it was. Um, but based on the reaction that we got on YouTube, uh, I think people wanted more analysis like this. So we thought we will do this in a proper way going forward. So yeah, uh, on the episode after this one, whatever we end up doing after RRR, uh, you can expect audio quality similar to this one. So congratulations on being one of the first people to find this out and give yourself a pat on the back. You've discovered an Easter egg.